Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today, I'd like to talk about the pandemic effect. Now, on some episodes of this podcast, you'll have heard me say the phrase, people have changed since the pandemic. And I've been thinking about it more and more because I think it applies to almost everyone. No community on the planet has been unaffected by it, I would argue. And I was trying to articulate this um, in a conversation with a colleague last night. Uh where I notice um, in friends and in patients, there's an element of restlessness, tension, dissatisfaction, uncertainty that pervades the way we live. It's a really difficult thing to pinpoint. And as with any event that happens to us, the aftermath doesn't really hit immediately. And I think while we were going through lockdowns and essentially coming to terms with what the pandemic might mean, and of course there were so many sudden deaths as well, and many people have had their life blighted by long COVID, in this episode I want to try and work out what's happened, why it's happened, why that sort of feeling seems to be everywhere. And in in some small part, in everyone, and what we can do about it to acknowledge it and try and kind of move forward. So in the consulting room, this often presents nebulously with some kind of mental health presentation, whether that's anxiety, depression, or just a feeling of unease. And if I cast my mind back to 2020, um, the first thing I, I... I struggle with myself is just how quickly time has gone. It's been over three years since the pandemic hit, but it doesn't feel like three years. But if you're a younger person, obviously three years is a significant chunk of time in your life. You know, if you're a 10 year old or if you're 20 or or even 30, it's a bigger proportion of your life than when you're 50. And in terms of role awareness, I don't think we can underestimate the effect it's had on that group of younger people 
who have really had to watch and experience something totally unimaginable, as we all have. Now, of course, there are war-torn areas of the world where there is immense suffering on a daily basis. But I think the scale of COVID, where it was a global issue, makes it rather unique. So one of the things that I've noticed with younger people that they report um, when questioned about how they're feeling is they don't immediately relate it to the pandemic. But interestingly, after a bit of drilling down, many of them will say things like, well, you know, anything can happen. Life can just stop. Or in a conversation, suddenly the word COVID will come up going, well, you know, during the pandemic, um, I couldn't work. And so I had to go back to the beginning of my course. Or in some cases, people had moved for work or for studying. And that was the the timing of it all was just a disaster. Then there's um, the kind of gap, as I call it, where a lot of people are still trying to catch up, whether that's with rebuilding their business or in the case of children at school, um, just having big gaps in their education where they still can't quite get to grips with subjects because there was less focus on teaching, understandably, because of the way that the world had to adapt. And the other thing is, you know, there's platforms like Zoom, for example, that became absolutely ubiquitous in terms of meetings and classroom teaching. But, you know, and I know that's stuck with us, hasn't it? Because people think, well, why would I travel in for a meeting face-to-face when we can just do it on Zoom? But because it was almost forced on us as something that we had to do you know or whether it's a a teams meeting whatever platform you use people are beginning to resent that and have become slightly sick of it and there's a real feeling that we want life to go back to normal but of course it can never go back to normal because we've all had some kind of trauma that I've just described in our individual and family lives I think it's important to discuss this because if you're one of the lucky few whose life hasn't been that affected by it and you've just got on with it, you might be surprised at the kind of effects it can have on people. I know people who've become agoraphobic because of the pandemic, people who've developed PTSD. And one thing I think that's fundamentally changed is that pre-pandemic, if you spoke to uh, younger people, there was a sense of hope or excitement about the future. I mean, the world is chaotic and lots of things happen and it's increasingly becoming a more complex planet to live on, isn't it? But that sense of hope is is less so and reported in studies as well in surveys that a lot of young people are pretty hopeless about the future. So let's zoom out now and think about the effects that that would have. So there's this sort of mass background feeling of misery. Services are overwhelmed in terms of healthcare and being able to help these people adequately. And we've somehow got to carry on. And it's changed our behaviours. You know, people are more reckless in some ways, thinking, well, you know what, you only live once, anything can happen. And also people can be more demanding, you know, that background feeling of tension spills over, you know, whether it's in a retail environment or whether it's 
day-to-day behaviors people in in, a, in some ways and completely understandably are a bit more selfish but you know think about a community or a society where that's the case where we're doomed if if that's the way we're going to behave and the other element is that having been told what to do by politicians and people in positions of power many people are, are really sick of that and when when you're sort of told to stay at home and community is absolutely destroyed and you you go into your own shell it's difficult to rebuild it it certainly can be and it plays into things like trust and time and how you want to spend that time as you realize it's rather precious it's funny i was talking to my daughter the other day about essentially about supply chains because when you go to a supermarket and you buy groceries or whatever you're buying I think with younger children there's still a real lack of proper understanding as to how that item got onto the shelf and I was kind of explaining look you know it goes from the farmer to a wholesaler to the retailer you know and then a big truck has to kind of transport it to the supermarket and then we buy it and it it just hit me that even that process is much harder if you think about labor shortages and product shortages to retain the kind of customer or end user expectation that we became used to pre-pandemic is nigh on impossible so you know what's the solution well the first thing is i i think there should really be a massive focus on young people and any kind of recovery, or whatever we want to call it, needs to be child and young person-centred. That's not to say that we forget about the elderly. The next one is somehow building communities. Easier said than done. And doing one small thing for your community. Or just volunteering a, a tiny bit of time into something that you don't have to do, but you just do, because it's giving back really hard and I know some people's lives are so difficult that they won't be able to do that but there is some joy in that and the way I do that is I give up my time to listen and guide and I think the last thing I've tried to do and seems to help lots of people is really just apart from having a general direction in your life in terms of where you want to go just really living moment to moment and making the most of that because there's nothing else we can do it's a great tool for anxiety you know live in the now and move from moment to moment and savor each moment i mean the trick it's so difficult isn't it but when you when you see um people who are are struggling the, the the sort of the ultimate goal in a way is to try and find joy in everything that you do it's not easy at all um, and, you know, I, I talk about quite a trite example in my book about doing the washing up and how I just couldn't do it. But if I sang songs to it and sort of gamified it a little bit, then I could get through it, you know. And it's something about coping abilities and making something more bearable if it's something that you don't particularly enjoy and absolutely sucking the marrow out of everything that you're doing for fun for enjoyment for yourself 
And as someone who's quite distractible, I realise that the thing that certainly helps me is just doing what you're doing while you're doing it and focusing on that one thing. So my thing um, that I've tried to promise myself is I'm going to try and moan a bit less because I'm definitely turning into one of these grumpy middle-aged men. And I think it's got worse since the pandemic. Not blaming it on the pandemic, but, you know, I've changed as well because we, I think we've all changed. But in a different way to had the pandemic not happened. And I think, you know, all of us get a bit down at times. And one of the quotes I try and remember in my head, I don't even know who it's by, is, today is the opportunity to build the tomorrow that you want. And that really just gets me going with whatever it is, whether I've got to do some exercise or get the garden looking nice. And that's that's always on the list. But it's a nice pick-me-up and hopefully leads us to a better tomorrow, which I think is what most of us really want. Okay, well, I hope that was useful in terms of getting you to think about the fact that the pandemic has had effects on us, some minor, some major, and that COVID is here to stay. And, you know, if nothing else, I hope it's made you think a little bit about how it's affected all of us. There are lots of links in the show notes which I think you might find interesting. And let me know how you have found the pandemic. How have you handled it? Have you changed? What have you done that has worked to get through pandemic times? And are there things that have fallen off your routine that you miss? Do let me know and keep the episode suggestions coming in. I do love them. In the meantime, do take care, stay well, look after yourself. Bye for now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.